They're big trouble. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So wear protective clothing and an EPA-registered insect repellent. And when you shower, remember, check for ticks everywhere. If you get a tick, tell an adult and go to ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Ticksuck.org. I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I receive. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. The office is always courteous. Gibson's service tech is exceptional in his attitude and performance and is friendly and efficient as he follows up and explains what he's done that day and what needs to be done if there's going to be a follow-up. Kudos to Gibson's for their outstanding service. Your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Gibson'sHeating.com. School of the World is a community-driven nonprofit committed to fighting extreme poverty at its core in areas of Guatemala, Honduras, and Panama through the power of education. School of the World works in poverty-stricken communities with little to no access to education to build schools, playgrounds, stock classrooms, educate students, and empower parents to be their child's first educators. Domestic opportunities for students, families, and companies to create change are also available. Please visit schoolotheworld.org for more information or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They say singing can help you remember things, so here's some tips for parents out there during these tough times. Number one, make sure your kids wash their hands for 20 seconds after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside. Two, virtual play dates, social and physical distancing can help save lives. Three, tell them they're safe and show your love and pride. Yes, we'll get through this together. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios. This is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan. This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show. I am Justin Penny here on a great, I guess, uh, stormy, snowy, icy evening here in mid-February. It, it, it's it's high school basketball postseason weather is basically what it is. But uh, we'll have girl, bo- girls' semi-state coming up on Saturday. Boys sectional will begin in a couple weeks. So it should be plenty to get to over the next couple weeks as we get into the postseason on the boys' side and crown some champions a week from Saturday on the girls' side. We're going to break it all down with you here in the next hour or so. Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, will join us here in just a couple minutes. And then around 6.20, we'll talk to Garrett head coach Bob Lapidot as his team goes for a semi-state championship on Saturday up at LaPorte. We'll break down his team's chances. And then about 6.40, 6.45, Jeremy Roush, head coach of the Snyder Panthers, will join us to break down uh, some SAC basketball and where we're at uh, on, with the Panthers as just about a week and a half remains of the regular season for boys basketball but we're going to kick it off as we do most weeks at the top of the hour with our friend bryce vance who joins us right now bryce what's up um not much just enjoying this weather from from inside and and just looking outside and just thinking man this is going to be fun to drive in 
Yes, you are up in Kendallville, and uh, where it is all snow is what you're reporting. Yes, yes, it is all snow. Uh, it started probably around about three thirty, four o'clock, and it just has not stopped. And it's it's the visibility is is not great. And you love it, don't you? You you love snow. Um, this is weather that I like to look at. Um, driving, not so much. I'm, I'm a very cautious driver when it comes to weather. Um, but when it's, you know, clear and sunny out, I, I can be not, not reckless, but bordering on <laughs> the, the term reckless when it comes to driving. So, yeah. Well, hopefully it's, it's better weather on Saturday. I imagine you're going to be heading up to Laporte as well as will I. Um, I will not be up there, but we what? will have we will have somebody from KPC headed up there. Uh, you must have um, found for, out I was going. Was, yeah, yeah, I did. I I knew you were going. Somebody, a little birdie told me that you were going up there, um, and I was like, Nah, I'll pass. <laughs> um, Bryce, before we uh, talk about that semi-state game for Garrett coming up on Saturday, let's look back at the regional. A uh, couple very close wins for Garrett. Both two-point decisions. One and two overtimes over Hamilton Heights. The regional championship game over Benton Central uh, on um, in an evening game. And so, I mean, how did Garrett, how were they able to pull both of those wins off? It's not easy to win two games at the regional. It's not easy to win two close games at the regional. Yeah, we talked about, you know, previewing the regional last week, and we knew it was going to be easy as one of the tougher regionals in Class 3A in the state with, you know, so many ranked teams facing off against one another. And uh, and Garrett probably had the, the most difficult path of all those four teams um, in that regional uh, facing Hamilton Heights and then Benton Central in the championship game. So um, and the, how they were able to pull it out is just the, the kind of the way that they have been playing all season long is, is try to be suffocating as they can on defense. Um, and they were for, you know, large stretches um, against Benton Central specifically. And they were able to build up slow leads, um, small, small leads that, you know, Benton Central was able to get back into uh, the game. Um, and, and surprisingly, you know, they, they still had enough in the tank at the end after playing in, in overtime in, in the first game um, and then the game that Ben Central had against Belmont was also one that, you know, might have been a little exhausting for them. So it was, it was an all-around, you know, entertaining regional, um, and Garrett um, was able to pull it out. And one one note that I did, you know, take away was just the demeanor of, of Coach Lapidot. And, and he has been in these situations multiple times with being an assistant, a longtime assistant for Garrett and as a longtime head coach now. Um, and he's had these, you know, situations where he's been in a regionals and, and semi-states a few times. So his demeanor was, was pretty calm throughout the, the day. Um, and, you know, maybe he, you know, expected his team uh, to move on. He, he had a vision of this team a long time ago when they were, you know, all coming up as freshmen and playing together as freshmen. The team is, you know, made up of four girls that have played together um, for the last four years now. Um, and unfortunately, they don't have Taylor Gerke or they would be, you know, even more dangerous. But this team has, has been building for a moment like Saturday. How much, if if anything, were, was Garrett able to learn two years ago when they were in the regional? Because a lot of these seniors were sophomores. I imagine some of them got playing time. Did did that factor in any? Did, did uh, Coach Lapidot or any of the girls, you know, mention that, that experience and how it helped them prepare the second time around? 
Oh, I, yeah, I mean, they, they've been, like I said, been building for the, these moments and any experience, any heartbreak that they've experienced. I mean, if, even if you look at the, the sectional last year where they were heavily favored, I think, maybe not heavily favored, but a, a big favorite over Angola, um, and they, you know, were upset by the Hornets uh, in, in the title game. And, and in going back to the, the regional, I, I, they just maybe weren't ready for that moment yet, but um, they knew that possibly if they were going to get in that chance again, either a year or, in fact, two years later, like this year, that they would be ready this time around and that they wouldn't, you know, they were ready. They wanted to take on Ben Central. I mean, maybe they didn't really want to sit, face him from a matchup standpoint, but just to kind of get that revenge from, you know, a couple of years ago of losing to him in the, in the regional semifinals. So they really wanted to face Ben Central again in the final to give themselves another chance and give themselves you know, the confidence to, to, to go in and do it and give themselves a boost going into semi-state weekend because this team has been, you know, building um, this for a long time. Uh, Lapidot, you know, com compared, you know, this team to, to prior teams um, in our preview article that comes out tomorrow, he com compared it to the 08-09 team that made a semi-state run um, and how this team was, you know, built up over, over multiple years and they saw, you know, talent coming up the pipeline and knew that these teams – uh, could be special, and, and this year is definitely a special year for sure. Bryce, when we look to what's coming up on Saturday, the matchup against mm -hmm. South Bend, Washington, this is a team that a year ago advanced to the state championship game and fell mm -hmm. uh, to Silver Creek. Mm -hmm. Now a lot of those girls have returned. You know that you could say they're they're just as good, if not better, than a year ago. So what are the challenges that the railroaders are going to have to face? Yeah, I got to cover uh, Lakeland taking on South Bend, uh, Washington in the regional last year in the regional championship game. And one thing I noticed um, was just how quickly South Bend, Washington gets up the floor and how the, the chemistry that they have, their transition offense is, is very quickly and they can score a lot of points in, 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 in a few, short amount of time. Um, and what, uh, what Coach Labadot will probably tell you here in, in a few minutes um, is that you know they got to limit their opportunities, try to slow this game down, try to limit second chance opportunities for for South Bend Washington because they have size, they have speed, uh, they have you know a ton of chemistry as as Garrett does. These girls have been playing together for for quite some time. For the last few years, have gone through some heartbreak, um, as you mentioned, losing in the state championship game last year and losing you know sectional championship games to to you know rivals in, in Mishawaka Marion. Um, so it's, it's definitely a team that's fueled by, by heartbreak and, and wants to get on uh, past this step again. Um, but it, it's definitely an experienced team that's got a lot of speed, a lot of size, and a lot of talent. And it's a team that has breezed through the playoffs so far. They've played five playoff games. They've won by 55, 48, 32, 30, and 29 points. It's trending in the right direction for Garrett, but... This is going to be a tremendous challenge. Yeah, and, and maybe they can use that into their favor. You know, South Bend Washington has breezed through so far, and maybe they'll think that they're going to breeze through this again. And then, you know, in the first quarter, Garrett might be up by a couple of scores at the end of the first quarter. Um, it, they have to go into – both teams have to go into a mindset where, you know, both these teams have been battle-tested um, all season long. If you look through Washington's schedule, I mean, they play a bunch of 4A schools. They went out of state and played some – high-class programs in, in Michigan um, and in Ohio. 
Um, this team has definitely battle-tested up their schedule from last year, similar to Garrett. You know, went and played that in Warsaw tournament. Um, have definitely played some stiff competition uh, over the last year, tried to beef up their schedule a little bit as compared to into years past. So, um, and, I, and I think that Garrett will be better for it. And I, and I don't think they're going to back down from, from this challenge um, of going up there and, and facing a, a team that, you know, in, in a lot of people's eyes are going to be heavily favored just because of the talent that they'll roll out there on the court. But I think Garrett, you know, could definitely get up there and probably give them their best challenge um, of, of the state tournament so far. He is Bryce Fans, KPC Media Group, joining us as he does here each and every week on the High School Coaches Show. And, Bryce, I wanted to ask you about the first North Semi-State coming up at LaPorte on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to have Brody Garber on the show this evening, but he's uh, team dinner with his Falcons this evening. But Fairfield will take on Frankton in the first Semi-State game prior to Garrett and South Bend, Washington on Saturday. Uh, What do we expect in this one? You know, I feel like if, if we're breaking both of these games down, to be honest. I feel like in terms of chances to advance to state, Fairfield maybe has a better shot than Garrett does. I'd say slightly. Yeah, they probably do have a better uh, matchup than than Garrett does in terms of quality of opponent. Obviously, Frankton has has definitely earned their right to be here at a semi-state. But Fairfield, um, even not having the likes of Brooks Sanchez losing their you know, starting point guard towards the end of the season. They've still been able to um, put up some points um, and were able to dominate last week uh, defensively in the regional over Andrean in the championship game. Um, and that's where they're going to have to win this game over Frankton on Saturdays on the defensive end. Frankton scores about 55 points a game, um, and, and Fairfield doesn't even average 50 points a game. So they're going to have to slow this game down. They're going to have to work their offense, um, and I've seen them do that multiple times this year against some some quality opponents and, and work the ball around and, and work to find their shot and work to find, you know, uh, Willard in, in around uh, Bree Garber uh, inside and let her work in there as well. Um, and then a bunch of other the role players are, are very solid. They can handle the ball and defend as well. So I, I would say Fairfield has a, has a good chance uh, of advancing and, and making the state finals. The parallels between Fairfield and Garrett are very interesting. You mentioned the loss of Brooke Sanchez to injury, similar to mm-hmm. Taylor Gerke for Garrett. Fairfield's had a series of juniors step up uh, in, in key roles to help you know, mitigate the loss of Sanchez. And Garrett has been able to dip into its sizable senior class for the same thing to, to cover for Gerke. So very interesting that both of these teams have overcome a loss of a significant player over the course of the season. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, you know, it happened in both cases. It happened, you know, around January um, with, you know, just um, and it just feels like you didn't have a whole lot of time to really kind of introduce a, a, a person. But you know, a lot of these players have stepped up. Malcolm has stepped up tremendously um, in, into the starting role and has, you know, provided some some shooting from outside. That's you know. Been a huge role. She's hit some big shots during this postseason run, and she's defended really well. Um, in the case of, of Fairfield, they have a, a numerous. They got a little bit of a deeper bench than than Garrett does. Um, that Garber likes to go to. Um, so, and, and they've you know stepped up equally well. I think Rhea Garber has handled the ball a little bit more. Willard has handled the ball a little bit more to, to help mitigate the loss of their point guard in Sanchez. So, um, and they they've stepped up and and have definitely you know stay true to that next up mentality. Bryce, switching over to the boys' side of things here really quick, the Northeast 8 has been decided. Norwell 
is your champion. There's one conference game left in the entirety of the N.E. 8. That's Leo and DeKalb, but it won't matter in terms of, of the crowning of a champion. When we look at the, you know, very close to being final results of this league, anything jump out at you in terms of surprises? Uh, I think that, you know, I, and, I, and we've talked about, you know, how we thought, I thought this conference was either going to be shared or was going to, you know, the winner was going to have a couple of losses. I think Columbia City uh, probably is the one that stands out. You know, they, they went up and, and beat, um, you know, Leo the other night. Uh, last Saturday, um, and you know, kind of, you know, helped the Knights win the win the the conference title by giving Leo their second loss in conference play. Um, and the way that you know, Columbia City has played this year, I thought you know they had you know, a lot of expectations with Hedrick and Baker um, that they had um, higher expectations building off of last year. A lot of younger players that were filling up some time last year. A lot of those players were back. Um, and, I, and I knew that they were going to be probably somewhere in the middle of the pack, but finishing in second place or, or going, maybe possibly tied for second place, maybe with Leo, depending on how they face off against DeKalb, um, is, is a little bit of a surprise to me, but a, a team that I, I thought you know could be competitive all the way throughout this year. Bryce, looking at the NECC, a score that uh, you know kind of surprised me earlier this week, Southside beating Central Mobile by 15 at mm -hmm. Central Noble. Um, I think, you know, obviously we're going to get Eastside and Central Mobile round three most likely in the sectional. But, you know, considering Southside, they've been up and down, but they're, you know, they're a different kind of challenge for Central Noble. Does that kind of sound some alarm bells when we look at Central Noble and their, you know, potential to go deep in the postseason? Or was this, you know, quote unquote, good loss? Does it really kind of refocus them here over the last, you know, week and a half of the regular season? Well, I think if you're a Central Noble fan, you hope it, it's you know it's a good loss and it refocuses them. Be, but but uh, up until the game uh, on Tuesday night, I thought this team was as locked in as they had been all season. They you know were averaging above 70 points a game and just putting it to teams that they should have been beaten. Um, I thought they were going to come out and, and give Southside a, a better game or a better second half, I should say, because they were in that game um, and for you know the first uh, 16 minutes of the game, it was back and forth. Central Noble was doing a good job, and then. In the second half, they just couldn't handle their pressure. Um, and then I've, I've watched, you know, a lot of John Bodie Central Noble teams over the last few years, um, and I've always thought that they're one of the better teams that can handle press um, and or handle pressure. Um, and, and they just could not do that against Southside. It was relentless. They had about a three-quarter court press the entire time, um, and Central Noble just could not handle it in the in the second half. Um, in you know, Connor Season still had 23 points, but he struggled to find clean open looks. Um, he did a lot of his damage around the rim. Um, so if, if you're, you know, if you're opposing team or an East side or, or Blackhawk in the regional, you might be a figured out. Like, it's something that Central Noble has struggled with. But um, I would say that, that Central Noble, hopefully it's a good loss. I don't, I, it, it did maybe open up eyes to some ways you can possibly beat them. Um, if you're, you know, one of those more athletic teams, a, a quicker team that can handle um, ball pressure. Um, because Central Noble did struggle with it the other night. Bryce, always a pleasure. Be careful heading home from Kendallville, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty. Thanks, Justin. All right, buddy. That was Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, joining us here as he does each and every week on the High School Coaches Show. We're going to stick with girls basketball when we come back. We're going to talk semi-state hoops. It is Garrett and South Bend, Washington, coming up on Saturday at LaPorte. 
We'll get the full report on Garrett and South Bend, Washington, the breakdown and the matchups with Garrett coach Bob Lapidot. When we come back, you're listening to the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. One Sports presents this special update. Bob, the 2022 Winter Games, sponsored by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Well, it turned out all the talk about controversy in the women's figure skating competition was all for naught. Russian Kamilia Valieva, who was allowed to compete despite news of a failed drug test, finished fourth overall. Valieva was the heavy favorite for gold and had the lead after the short program, but finished fifth in the free skate to fall off the podium. Valieva still has a gold medal for now that she helped ROC win in the team competition, but that could change with a full-scale investigation into the drug test still to come should the russians be stripped of that medal the united states would move up into gold medal position despite valieva's misstep roc still took home two medals in the women's competition with anna sherbakova winning gold and alexander trusova winning silver japan's kaori sakamoto took home the bronze Alyssa Liu was the united states top finisher she placed seventh with this winter games update i'm ryan radke westwood one sports my heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Get in zone, Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one breaks destination. Right now, you can do the complete job and get a great deal when you buy a set of Duralast brake pads and rotors. It's also AutoZone's national hiring event. We're hiring all positions from sales to warehouse and drivers, both part-time and full-time. Visit careers.autozone.com or any one of our stores. Claim based on data from the NPT. Brad Kislowski, driver of the number two discount tire Ford Mustang. Did you know one of the most important keys to success on the track and for safe driving on the road is having the right pressure in your tires? Properly inflated tires are essential to help you get the best gas mileage and keep you driving safely. Check your tire pressure at least once a month or stop by your local tire retailer for an air check. A message from the U.S. Tire Manufacturers Association. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com radio. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. 
Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. We're here till 7 o'clock this evening. Coming up tomorrow, it'll be boys high school basketball. Tip off around 7.30. Carroll and Homestead, the rivalry renewed between those two. Coming up on Saturday, plenty of semi-state girls basketball, including the Garrett Railroaders taking on South Bend, Washington, up in LaPorte. Let's break it all down with Garrett head coach Bob Lapidot, who does not seem to be on with us right now. I'm going to have to give him a call. But, you know, it's going to be a big matchup, you know, when you look at it for Garrett because South Bend, Washington is so fast and loves to get up the floor and really wants to attack the basket. And one thing that uh, Garrett is going to have to do is, is really – take that away so we're really going to have to see um exactly what happens in that game and how garrett is is able to take that away and, and uh you know coach lapid are you with us you there coach you got me yeah there you are okay <laughs> uh coach uh we, i was just talking about south bend washington and, and we'll get to them in a, in a bit but i wanted to go back and look at regional, and, you know, we always talk about how difficult regional is, and you always have to prepare for one opponent and then, you know, kind of wing it the second time. But two really close games that you guys had to play against Hamilton, excuse me, Hamilton Heights and, and Benton Central, able to win both of them. Take us through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was a, a kind of a roller coaster. You know, we, we jumped out early on Hamilton Heights, and, and they battled and battled, and, and that that uh, guard of theirs, runner, is quite a player, and she made some tough shots, and, you know, we were able to hang around, and I think both teams had to feel like they were in good shape to win it many times, and, you know, the other one would battle back, and, and we were able to, you know, faith in a big shot for us in the second OT, and we were able to, to really, you know, make our free throws. And, you know, in both games, we got key defensive stops down at the end and, and sealed it. And, and that's what I kept telling them, you know, as for as much as talent as we have and everybody talks about other things, you know, to us, we're a defensive team first and foremost, and that's uh, what we had to rely on to win both of those games. And I just couldn't be prouder of how, how they battled and, and how hard it is. You're right. The regional is unlike any other animal that you face as a basketball team. And, I'm just really proud that we were able to get through it. You know, after you take care of business against Hamilton Heights, you know, how much prep, if any, had you put in for Benton Central? Or was it, you know, a crash course between the two games? Or was it more like, you know, we're just going to go out and play our game and see what happens? Well, coaching-wise, we had, I mean, we went to Benton Central and scouted them once, and we had quite a bit of information. But team-wise, we really hadn't talked about them at all we um you know we went back to the hotel and coaches sat around and, and tried to put together a game plan and we met for about 20 minutes and just kind of went over you know what they do and uh similar to when we had played them two years ago so that kind of helped a little bit but 
um, you know, really, like you said, just focus on ourselves, what we need to do, um, just some key things defensively. And, um, you know, offensively, we kind of knew what they would throw at us. And they did a good job limiting us. But, you know, I think we did a better job with our defense. And, um, you know, McKenna Malcolm made some really big plays for us and, and just little things that uh, we were able to get into that scouting report and they executed very well. And it always seems to come down to those little things. We always talk about the leading scorers and all that, but, you know, a sophomore and Malcolm being able to be huge for you. I mean, it, it, it's those types of players, those types of aspects of the game that, you know, can be the you know difference between winning and losing this deep in the tournament. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, she has played so well. McKenna has played so well for us. But, I mean, she just kind of exploded on the scene uh, both on both ends of the floor and um, was able to complement all the other things that, uh, that you know, Nat and Morgan and, and Bay and Faith were able to do and, and fit in and, and really fit in with confidence. And that was huge, and we've seen that carry over through this week. So I look forward to, to seeing that uh, on Saturday. But, yeah, those little things and just following the leadership of those other kids um, really brought together our entire game plan, and, and the execution was great. Coach, I wanted to, to make sure to, to ask you about Natalie Armstrong, who set a, a record on Saturday that, that took me completely off guard. She is now the single-season assists leader in the entire state, all time. She's averaging close to eight assists per game, or nine assists per game, excuse me. Uh, how, how how does that happen? Like I, I just feel like you know, <laughs> Natalie's a great player. I didn't realize she, you know she sees the court that well. Yeah, I mean, it obviously takes a, a large amount of great players around you uh, to make, you know, make plays when you get them the ball and, um, you know, athletic plays and running the floor and then great shooters. You know, she, she gets, you know, three or four of those assists just rotating the ball through our offense and people being able to step up and, and hit, you know, three games. She studies the game like no other and, you know, like you said, 245, our all-time record at our school was something like 295 for a career. <laughs> and I mean, you know, she's, she's chasing that uh, in a season. So, you know, it, it definitely is. And she'll tell you, and she'll be the first to tell you that it's a combination of, you know, having great players around you that, that can score and make tough shots that, that give you those couple extra that take you to a level that, uh, you know, has never been seen in the state before. So, it's really it's a cool thing, and she really drives our offense and, and been a pleasure to coach for four years. I think you bring up a great point when you were talking about you need shooters to knock down shots. You can make the greatest passes ever, but if nobody can put the ball, the ball in the basket, it doesn't really matter. Nobody remembers those assists that weren't. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, you've got you know, a great bounce pass through three, through three people on the fast break, and the guy on the other end kicks it out of bounds, and you know nobody, <laughs> nobody thinks about how great that pass almost was. So yeah, I mean, and she does. She throws some passes that are tough catches, and and kind of put people where you have to be a very athletic, good basketball player to finish. I mean, I, I've seen Bailey so many times catch a ball and come up and under with a left-handed reverse layup and things like that, where you know most high school kids aren't making those shots. So Nat's definitely been blessed to have those kids around them and vice versa because there's a lot of times where you run the floor or, or you're sitting in that corner and the person with the ball either doesn't think to look or can't make that pass and that's able to do it and get it there and uh, 
you know, our offense has definitely uh, benefited from it. Coach, when you look at the last two years, he got to regional two years ago, lost to Benton Central, a team you beat last weekend. Last year, you lose to Angola in the sectional final. Uh, how much did the previous two years fuel this season, especially for this sizable senior class that you have? Well, I think the two-year-ago part really helped us in playing Benton Central Saturday night. I don't think, you know, that that getting there two years ago – I think got us to 20 wins last year, but losing to Angola and losing in the sectional, you know, I think it really um, made us work on depth this summer. And that's, I think where McKenna comes in. She had just such a fantastic summer and, and Caitlin Bergman and Abby Weaver and all the rest of them, they really worked this summer. And, you know, we as a group decided that we needed to, to toughen our schedule. I've said this many times, you know, Angola played Carolyn Homestead, in the last week or so last year, and I thought that that gave them confidence, even though they lost both those games, gave them confidence going into the sectional in a tight game that we didn't really have. And so we, we made the plan to play as hard a schedule as we could in the summer and then turn around and try to do that this, this winter as well, and it's really paid off. I mean, we draw from that Noblesville game. I talked to, to Coach Buckley the other day during the during the regional and, and told her, you know, we really draw from that. And, and I appreciate her taking a game, you know. She didn't know anything about us. And, and you know, we reach out and, sure, let's play. And, and that says a lot. So, you know, the, our schedule definitely made us tough. Yeah, you mentioned that Noblesville game in mid-November. You know, playing Norwell in mid-December had to help. And, and I was at that game, and that's really when I – looked at you guys and said, wow, this, this team is, is built uh, to do a lot of great things considering how you handled Norwell that night. Uh, you guys played Warsaw over the Christmas holiday, and, and Lenny Krebs does a great job with the Tigers, and, and to beat them was big. So I asked Coach Kerry Cogdell of Leo last week about this and, and the difficulty of building a schedule because you want to build it up or, or build it down depending on your expectations that year to challenge them or, hey, I got to get 15 wins somewhere. So how difficult is building a schedule? And I asked Carrie too, have you ever had the perfect schedule? Did everything line up exactly how you wanted it 100%? I would say very, very close this year. I mean, I, I would have to spend more time than you have to think about <laughs> what was wrong with our schedule this year, to be honest with you. Um, it really it came together perfectly, um, you know, and, and you know, I appreciate, like I said, those those big 4A schools taking a chance on, on us to come and, and be part of, you know, a 4A, essentially a 4A Christmas tournament and Noblesville taking us. And, and you know, Eric is, is so good to me. Uh, you know, Eric Thornton is so good to me and has really helped me come through in the last, you know, 11 years and, and really – helped me mature as a coach and grow as a coach. And for him to, to pick this series back up with us has been great, I think, for both teams. And so I really do think our schedule, and as good as our league has been in the last two years, that's obviously really helped when you play so many games with such a big conference that we have. Um, but, yeah, this, this year it's tough. But I would say this year is about as good as it gets for us. All right, Coach, let's talk about the challenge you guys have coming up on Saturday. South Bend, Washington, everywhere you look on the court, there's a Reynolds, and she's very good. Um, but what have you seen out of South Bend, Washington, and what's it going to take? 
Um, you know, yes, they're very good. They're very athletic. Um, you know, they're a very good team in kind of an opposite way of what Noblesville is. Uh, I think Noblesville probably has close to as much talent. Uh, they just play a different version of basketball. And, you know, we're going to have to take care of the ball and we're going to have to rebound. Uh, I feel like there's 20 points a game for South Bend, Washington that comes from those two things. If we eliminate those 20 points from them, then I think, you know, we win the game. If, if we turn the ball over and give up offensive rebounds, I just don't know that there's enough opportunities to score because not only are you giving them points, you're taking scoring opportunities away from you. And so those are by far our two keys. we got to get in to the half court and make them play defense. And I feel like the way we shoot the ball, we have a good chance in that aspect of the game. Do you feel, you know, defensively because you guys are so you know known by that defense you said the defense you know led you last last weekend mm -hmm. uh, what what are the stresses for your defense what are the keys when you have to face a team that really wants to get up and run right we, ha we have to wall off i mean we have to keep them out of the lane um you know ideally the more three point i, I told the kids tonight every three point shot that they take is a win for us whether it goes in or not we win that possession. We have to, with their athleticism, their length, their slashing ability, we have to keep them out of the lane. So we have to limit them. Um, you know, so every three-point shot they take is a win for us. And then we have to get the rebound. Um, you know, if we're going to wall up, we're going to have five guys very close to the backboard, very close to the lane. Uh, we just got to find a body, and then we got to go attack the basketball and rebound it. And then, you know, I think... With our guards, if you're going to face pressure, I mean, I, I want our guards to do that. So I feel good about that. It's just, you know, and without having Taylor and the size and strength of Taylor, um, you know, we put McKenna in there, and she's a smaller guard. So we all have to do, a, a, you know, a better job of rebounding. Coach, there are 16 teams left, uh, girls basketball teams left in the state of Indiana. Two of them are from the Northeast Corner Conference, and you'll both play at LaPorte on Saturday. How cool is that? It's very cool. You know, Brody and I go way back to, to high school days, and, uh, you know, another great guy in coaching that's really helped me become a better coach. And uh, it's going to be really fun to be able to be there and support them and, and watch them, you know, do their thing. And, you know, we have the, the, the most respect for, for him and that program and those kids. And, you know, they're a lot like us, you know, in the fact that they lost a very good player to a knee injury as well, and, and they're still going. And, and I really, you know, I'm proud of those girls because they, they've done a heck of a job because Brooke Sanchez did a lot for them and for them to step it up. And, and it's been all of them, just like with our team. So, you know, really, you know, same conference, a, a lot of similarities between the two teams. Uh, we had a heck of a battle with them this year, and, and I look forward to watching them, and, and, and hopefully we can both come away with victories. All right, buddy. Should be fun up at LaPorte on Saturday. I will be up there to watch uh, Fairfield and you guys. So uh, let's get a couple wins, man. I'll see you Saturday. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate all you do. All right, buddy. Thanks. That was Coach Bob Lapidot of the Garrett Railroaders joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. His team advancing to the semi-state round of the tournament for the first time since 2009 and Garrett will face off against South Bend Washington four o'clock Eastern time coming up on Saturday up in LaPorte Fairfield will tip off in their game against Frankton 
at about 1 o'clock Eastern time and noon Central time. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Coach Jeremy Rausch, head coach of the Snyder Panthers. When we come back, you're listening to the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Shield Exteriors, home of the True Lifetime Warranty, wants to warm up your winner with $5,000 cash. Text SHIELD to 46862 to register. Get in before February 17th to register for four premium club seat Comet tickets. Shield Exteriors Roofing, protecting what matters most. These are the sounds of a dinner. But not just any dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. Because without food, it can't. A dinner now served, thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations to the COVID-19 Relief Fund are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Your help is needed now more than ever, and every dollar makes a difference. That's feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. On behalf of Feeding America and families nationwide, thank you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong. You are an electric vehicle. It's true. Electricity powers your heart. Want to feel your heart beat faster? Drive an electric car. Made by Nissan, a company whose EVs have gone 5 billion miles. Built for every driveway, every highway, and every speedway. And where the loudest sound is the beat of your electric heart. Nissan. Electric cars for electric drivers. 5 billion miles driven by Leaf owners globally since 2010. Saving at the Home Depot means you can do more for less. Like making your laundry and life easier with a Samsung laundry pair with steam technology that eliminates stains and reduces wrinkles and odors. Enjoy savings on top-rated appliances online, in-store, or on the Home Depot app. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only while supplies last. Valid February 10th through March 2nd, 2022. Free delivery applies to orders of $396 or more. Get the latest knife info from the area's premier knife shop. Follow Blademan's on Facebook and Instagram today and get the latest on what's happening at Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. Hello, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop. I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to check out the area's best selection of quality knives. We carry Benchmade, Hogue, Protec, Microtech, Emerson Knives, Zero Tolerance, and many more. We have the best selection of premium knives anywhere within 100 miles of Fort Wayne. So come in and check out our great selection and have a cup of coffee. On me. Before you experience the world-class quality in store, see fresh inventory updates and limited-time specials at the Blademan's Facebook page. Some inventory, unique colors, and new styles only stay in stock for a day or two. So be in the know and update your knife collection the smart way. Follow Blademan's today. As always, 10% discount for police and military and on-site sharpening service. Join the community of premium blade buffs at Blademan's Facebook and Instagram today. 
This is Ralph. And Dusty from Anderson Heating and Air Conditioning. Your local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Proud to serve our community with old school professionalism and honesty while also providing modern solutions and performance that your family can depend on. And Anderson is here for you with fast 24-7 service and no overtime fees. Because your emergency is our emergency. And the last thing you should have to worry about is being left out in the cold by extra fees. Anderson Heating and Air Conditioning, your American Standard dealer. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. Tomorrow night here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM, it is an SAC showdown with Carroll and Homestead. Rivalry renewed. Somebody that knows a lot about SAC basketball and joins us right now, head coach of the Snyder Panthers, Jeremy Roush. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, my man. How are you doing? Oh, you know, just another uh, storm out there. You know, we're just surviving <laughs> winter. Man, I hear you. We've, we've had a few of these. I think we've had three or four um, instances where all after-school activities had been canceled, and we got to, instead of being able to practice, or I think even pal, I guess. Yeah, and you will get uh, a Southside team at home tomorrow that's fresh off knocking off Central Noble by 15 earlier this week so mm-hmm. uh doesn't get easy for you tomorrow we'll talk about the archers here in a bit but you know I'll help me figure out the snyder panthers right now because you beat uh, you beat homestead and and you beat blackhawk christian you know uh you know you go to lawrence north last weekend and lose big and and dwanger beats you although i i know you were shorthanded so uh help me figure out where the snyder panthers are right now well you know in, in some regards i think that when we're really We may have lost coach here. Let's try to get him back. Um, and then when we're not, and and there are some, definitely have been some games where we just haven't been the tougher team, and we we hadn't we haven't been um, quite ourselves. I would say Lawrence North was was least likely to be ourselves. You know, we just got kind of hit in the mouth early, didn't respond, and then um, and in some ways too, you know, we just don't have a lot of size and. And even even with some of the length that we have, um, you know, some guys that we play are just so physical, which hasn't um, been to our strength, you know, uh, at least this year. So um, it it probably wasn't a good matchup either. Although I, I would definitely have liked to see a little better resolve. What can you take out of a game like that? You know, it's a Saturday after a Friday conference game. You know, you put all your effort into that Friday game. You had a great win on the road at Blackhawk earlier in the week. But what do you tell your guys after a Saturday like that, and how do you use it as fuel? Well, I just think that we got to get back to kind of being us, and we got to get back to our, our principles. We got to get back to trusting each other, and and um, it, it uh, the scoreboard didn't show it, but we we aren't far, and we weren't far, and we're even closer now to playing about as good as basketball is what we, we can play. And, and our response throughout the, the course of the week and practices would reflect kind of where we're going to go after that. So we've been encouraged by it. Coach, have you ever had a one-two offensive punch like the caliber of Carson Jenkins and Aiden Lambert? I, you know, I don't think so. I mean, these guys are, are special in the way that they can score the ball and and with as dynamic as, as Aiden is in the full court um, and can shoot it and can drive it and is fast, about as fast with the ball as most defenders are without the ball. Um, and then obviously with, with Carson's ability to score all three levels and his change of pace and his 
his, his strength and his ability to get downhill. I mean, and those guys, uh, they're, they're special talents for sure, and the fact that they kind of play off each other and, and in a lot of ways make each other better, as, as well as the role players that are around them, has, has made for some really high you know, offensive output. The star power is there with Jenkins and Lambert, but how important is it to have those complementary guys locked in as well? Oh, 100%. And, you know, as, as we go, as they go in a lot of ways, because, you know, our, our, their, our quote unquote front court, you know, and our, our defense creates a lot of offense for us. So we, you know, there's a lot of pressure to be able to get rebounds, to be able to play inside and also play fast um, and to play somewhat of a complementary role. I mean, they, they know that Carson and, and Aiden are going to create a lot of advantages, and they're so good that a lot of those advantages end up being for themselves. And, and any uh, advantages that are, that are created for their teammates, they kind of just have to be ready for the ball when it comes. And they've been, they've been really receptive to that, and they're, they're kind of, you know, they're, they're ready to, to attack when it's their time without the selfishness or without the, the you know any attitude issues there you know they're winners you can you can throw Tyrese Brown in there you can throw Jordan Lee in there you can throw Kieran Billingsley in there I mean you know all those guys in addition to Grant Brown and Elijah Davis they're they're winners around them so um, it, it's allowed for for Carson Naden to thrive and, and for us in a lot of ways too as well. Coach Jeremy Roush, Snyder Panthers joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And, Coach, like I mentioned, you get Southside coming to Kilmer Court tomorrow night, weather permitting. Um, mm -hmm. Southside's won five straight, and they have some impressive wins in there. You know, they knocked off Huntington North. I mentioned going to Central Nova earlier this week and getting a win. So what have you seen out of the Archers and what you guys need to be ready for? Well, they also have a nice uh, two-man kind of scoring tandem as well, and, and they scrap and they play hard. They, they make it a full-court game. Um, you know, they pressure the basketball in the full court. And, and Ashton Johnson's a kid who, you know, played varsity as a freshman and, and was you could tell, you know, years ago that he was a winner and he made guys around him better. He was the type of guy that, that you love to play with, hate to play against. And he's continued to add to his game every year too. It's been neat to watch his growth. And then, you know, Marion Washington comes up, comes on this year, and has had a heck of a year. He can score from all three levels, and and you know he's got the green light. Coach does a nice job of instilling the confidence, um, especially in him. And and you know he can he can flat out go off too. So um, you know it's it's going to be one of those games where. We don't anticipate slowing the pace down, but we're going to have to make sure that, that we do the best that we can to limit those two guys for sure. It's an interesting weekend for you because it mirrors last weekend in a lot of ways because you have a conference game on Friday, and then you're going to play a really good opponent on Saturday. Last last week you went to Lawrence North. This week you you welcome in Monroe Central, the second-ranked team in Class 2A that's undefeated. Uh, how do you want your guys to handle this weekend? I know Friday's the important one, but it's going to mirror the Friday-Saturday sectional format that you're going to face in just a couple weeks. Absolutely, and and our guys are ready. They're excited. You know that they went from from not expecting to play, having another opportunity to play. And I mean, we've got almost 50 or over 50 now practices in and 19 games. So, you know, that ratio, they're ready to play some games. And so they were they were encouraged about adding the game. They were encouraged about uh, it being at home as we've only had seven uh, home games anyway. And and then also against a really good team, a, a team that's that's guard led. So, I mean, guards win championships as well. So there's that kind of mindset as well. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited about that opportunity and, 
to be able win or lose, you're going to come off kind of an emotional high on uh, on Friday night, especially with it being senior night, to be able to have that quick turnaround and refocus, and it's an afternoon tip um, against another really good team will be great preparation for us. Coach, I feel like we, we talk about this every year, but looking at the SAC and really the area in particular this year, it's a very much a dog-eat-dog. You guys were able to beat Homestead. You guys have some losses. You know, Southside has been there. Leo, I mean, in terms of trying to figure out the hierarchy of the area, it's it's been insane this season. And yeah. and maybe it's just me, but, but I just can't remember a season where you throw the SAC and NEA and, and Northeast Corner Conference, you know, the top teams in all those leagues, and they just beat up on each other. And it just seems like a case this year that we're seeing just that. Yeah, I don't know if we've had the parity. Um, you know, normally, at least in the SAC, it's it's top-heavy with a couple teams. And it's not quite that way, although Homestead has, has obviously had a great season as well. Um, but, you know, and there's so many good players and there's so many good coaches and and um, different systems. And, and now um, it is. It's tough. And, and I don't get a chance to watch as much outside of our conference. But, um, you know, it would be neat. And that's what's neat about, about adding some of these other games or playing in the Huntington North tournament, that type of thing, is being able to see some of these teams from, from local conferences but not our conference and, and see where we kind of match up um, and play. But, yeah, the, the parity this year – I agree, is is unique. What's the plan for uh, for sectional draw day? I know you like to sometimes have the guys over. We do. It's a team bonding thing for us. It's it's um, in some ways kind of a, a chance to be together. And, and, you know, one of the things that, that Coach Sampson, who I was with at IU, always said was in March you play as long as you want to. And, and some guys are mentally, physically, emotionally just done. Uh, I think that we're not the team that's like that. I think that getting together and kind of supporting each other, like making it a thing, helps with that. So we're going to go to one of our senior uh, players' house, Elijah Davis' house, and uh, their family's going to host us, and we appreciate that, and we'll be able to watch it. And, and then we've already got film, obviously, on all the teams, so whichever team we'll draw, we'll kind of start thinking about them and, and go from there. So Elijah actually has a home to go to because I think between Snyder and, and OPS, he's, he's never <laughs> OPS, home. You wouldn't think that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they call him his roommate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, hey, appreciate you joining us. Uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy Sunday. Get a couple wins uh, this weekend and we'll catch up to you. All right, my man. Take care. I appreciate you. All right, buddy. That was Coach Jeremy Roush of the Snyder Panthers joining us here on the High School Coaches Show and his team sitting right now at 13-6 and six overall. Six and two in the SAC, and I, I I wanted to touch on something that that uh, that, that Coach Roush did a couple weeks ago, and I mentioned that Dewanger loss February fifth, and it came on a Saturday, and Snyder was shorthanded. Carson Jenkins was out due to a violation of team rules, and it would have been very easy for Jeremy Roush to say, you know what, Carson, you're arguably our best player. You know, Aiden Aiden Lambert in there too. It's a conference game. We still have a shot at the SAC championship. I'm going to give you a pass on this one. Very easy. And it would have been completely understandable in the situation that it was. But instead, Jeremy Roush stuck to his guns, delivered a message that, hey, you're going to follow the rules or you're not going to play. I don't care if it's your best player, your worst player, a big game, little game. He stuck to his guns. Dwenger ended up beating Snyder by six. And you, you could say it cost Snyder a shot at the SAC. 
because they beat Homestead. If they tied, the, the tiebreaker would have went to Snyder, and, and it very well could still go. There's one game left for everybody. Um, but that's kind of where we're at. But, but I thought it very admirable for Coach Jeremy Roushkin because in a day and age where kids get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, no matter how many mistakes they make, they're still allowed to do and and you know do what they do on the court or on the field or whatever because god forbid we actually send a message to these kids that they need to behave or listen or follow the rules because we spin it as you know they don't have anywhere else to go but well, I totally understand that but they also have to learn life lessons and coach Jeremy Roush sent a life lesson to a player Bishop Dwinger ends up winning the game, and you could say it cost Snyder. But you know what? It sent a message, and it probably made the kid and the whole team better for it because a lesson was learned for everybody. So I thought it was a great example of leadership and coaching. And, you know, like I said, it would be easy to say, you know, we need you in this game. It's a key league game. You know, just don't do it again, blah, blah, blah. But, no, he stuck to his guns, and, and you know, Snyder took the L. But I think, you know, in the big picture, uh, it was a win for all involved. So Snyder. They'll get Southside tomorrow night at home. They'll get Monroe Central in an afternoon tilt on Saturday, also at home, as Monroe Central, the second-ranked team in Class 2A, at 18-0 and this season. Haven't played the competition that Snyder does, obviously. Um, you know, looking at it real quick, it's Monroe Central's. This will only be their second 4A opponent of the season. But we talked about Coach Bob Lapidot of the Garrett Raiders earlier. And he said, man, being able to add Noblesville and Norwell and play Warsaw in a tournament, that's what helped us for the postseason. That's exactly what Coach Justin Olam at Monroe Central is doing. He's taking his team to Snyder to play up a 4A opponent because he wants this challenge to prepare his team for the playoffs. Snyder is glad to oblige. They will have senior day at 2 o'clock on Saturday to honor their seniors. Everybody wins. And then, of course, Snyder We'll wrap up the regular season a week from tomorrow night at the Bill Green Athletic Arena in Marion against the Giants before we start sectional play the first week of March. That's going to do it for us here tonight. Thank you to Bryce Vance of KPC Media Group. Thank you to Bob Lapidot, head coach of the Garrett Railroaders, and thank you to Coach Jeremy Roush, Snyder Panthers, all of them joining us tonight. We'll be, we'll be back uh, hopefully next week. For some more, we'll break down uh, maybe put some potential state championship matchups for our girls' teams. Fairfield and Garrett going for that. And also plenty more as we have the boys' sectional draw coming up on Sunday. That'll do it for us. You have been listening to the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Stop in and save with everything you need for your home right now at Menards. Update your appliances with top brands including Whirlpool, Amana, KitchenAid, Maytag, and Criterion. Check out the largest in-stock selection to take home today at the lowest prices. Upgrade to new energy-efficient appliances and save big money on all of them. Now, during Menards' race to savings sale. Prices are good through February 19th.
for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan. The High School Coaches Show with Justin Kenny on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the podcast at 1380thefan.com or wherever you get podcasts. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my... Podcasts by Federated Media.